Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. Goblin. <laughs> One Dr. Octopus. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 136. I, I did not think I'd talk you into doing that. You just said fuck it and go for it, I right? Felt, I felt like... It would be more surprising to you if I did it, so I did it. Mm-hmm. Well, you did. I was taken aback. I still don't know what Doc Ock sounds like, so I just went really intense with it. He's a robot now, I think. Right? He's in a robot. We haven't. We haven't. I've been. I have not been reading the Spider-Man book, so I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I know. He's, well, we saw him on a video screen inside of a giant helper robot. Can Can we take a like a five minute break? I need to vomit like a lot. I, well, I mean. Y- just sound like a robot that's all you gotta do uh, i'm not doing it over i stand by my decision all right that's fine hey guys out there how you guys doing good good i'm glad glad to hear that everyone said in unison that they were good how are you eric i am just ducky oh i'm duck like in my ducky. manner shucky yes. ducky quack quack yes that stupid thing you've said that to me before and it was stupid then it's stupid now it's booker t that's fine. Five-time world heavyweight champion. Good for him. He's a real go-getter, that Booker <laughs> T. I still love him. Scissor, you should. Scissor kick, spin a rooney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are reading. A, what? I was just going to compliment Booker T again. Okay. We can we can talk We can talk about comic books. Oh, right. Comic books. We are reading Giant Days, Volume 1 for Nerd Boy Book Club. We'll be discussing that later. Discuss or eight in it. Sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a new verb. Oh, okay. That I've inventorated. I, I I was taken aback momentarily. There's a lot of a back taking today. But before we get into that, before we talk about harvesting turnips, turnips. That's a little teaser for later. We're going to talk about comics that came out this week, this past week. Yep. Before before we get turned up. Are you ready to do that, Eric? No reaction to that pun. Yes, I'm ready. It's time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved. It goes from one to five. It explains itself. And I, yes, I completely know soldier pun. That's okay. <laughs> Our first book of the week is A-Force number three. Written by Kelly Thompson with G-, G. Willow Wilson, Art Jorge Molina, color artist Matt M- Mila, letters Corey Pettit. Uh, we have not read any A Force. I uh, I guess A-Force? I'm thinking. I, I guess I'm thinking of the. Uh, I swore we had read it. Like I thought we had read the first one, but I think I'm thinking of G. Willow Wilson's X Men book. There was this was a originally a Secret Wars book, mm-hmm. and now they have it, it is now a uh, regular. Just a regular title. They relaunched it with the post-Secret Wars reboot. Uh, we've not read any. This is issue three. I kind of figured out what's going on. Not really. It's, yeah, it, it, it. she's a good storyteller. It's not usually that difficult to pick up a comic and figure things out. Do you like this book, 
Eric? I do. I mean, it's it's um, G. Willow Wilson's a good writer. Um, I like the characters in this. I think it's almost laughable, like the like the cattiness and the bickering in this. But you have this many big personalities in a story. I guess it's kind of unavoidable. It, it's it, it's a good book. I what was uh, what was Nika Minaro's um, name in uh, in uh, Runaways. Uh, Runaways? Yeah, I don't remember. I know they called her Nico most of the time, and I guess they all kind of abandoned their superhero names pretty quickly. Yeah, although it, sta- it does stand out in this book, because everyone else is really superhero-ass superhero. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, hey, it's Captain Marvel, hey, it's She-Hulk, it's mm-hmm. Dazzler, and then she's like, hey, it's a person with a name, a, per- a real yep. person name. And a robot arm. And a robot arm. Fucking robot arm is sweet. It's, it's cool. Um, I, yeah, it's it's a... It's a good book. I'm, I, I mm. like it. it. It's, I don't know about this villain guy. He's, a li- I don't know. Maybe there's he's, more. He's, he's fine. He's, he's pretty stock standard villain. Yeah, he's fine. I, I wish, I don't, I was a little disappointed when they went to go talk to him and he's just like, Hey, you're ants. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. They just take it apart quickly. It yeah. doesn't really work out so well. I, that was the only part I didn't like. Uh, mm-hmm. but other- it didn't, it, did, it didn't bother me. I just, I don't know. They're, Setting up for something else. He does kind of look like, like a if Gore the God Butcher was like a uh, big light person. Mm-hmm. His face. Um, yeah, I I'm a buy. It looks really, it looks nice as well. I we haven't talked about the art at all. Uh, I, I, I the think color's it's... excellent. Um, who was it that did it? It was the uh, was the other Matt, wasn't it? No, the, well, this is a different one on top of that. Yeah, it was the the other. Oh, it's a it's a whole other Matt. It's a third Matt. Wow, a third Matt. Mm-hmm. Three mat company. It's amazing. How can this even be? But it looks it, it looks nice. It I no, it's it has wonderful. Heightened drama tells the story very well. Mm-hmm. Good comic book. Yeah, buy it. You absolutely should buy this book. Double buy on A Force number three. Our next book with the uh, longest uh, another long uh, a long title is Avengers Standoff colon Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha number one. It's a terrible cover. I don't even remember what the cover was. It's it's a yellow field. Oh, oh the yellow with, thing. I was, yeah, yes. of course. Yes, that thing. This is not not a good cover. No, it looks it it looks like um, I don't know, like most generic. Like you go to the grocery store and you get like the most generic can of beans, and it just says beans on it. That's that's what this says. This should this should say comic book written by Nick Spencer, Jesus Saez, art Clinton Cows on letters. Um. I don't You had you you had problems with this last time. Is that is that where we're going to start? I I thought that the last issue of this which was not was titled which is titled something entirely different. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is another title with it now it's mm-hmm. number 1 again. Uh I thought that comic was good. I just felt like it was setting up uh events that I would have problems with and there's some of that in here a little bit. Uh the Maria Hill I don't I don't know. She just is acting like she's a supervillain. I think that, I mean, this, <laughs> this is the Marvel take on the whole argument of uh, national security that we're having. I, I think it's, yeah, she's acting like a supervillain. Yeah, it's deplorable. But, I mean, you can't tell me that, like, if the United States government could do this, you can't tell me they wouldn't. You can't tell me that that some someone wouldn't uncover this. 
I, I, I don't know. This, this is, this, it, this, this is, this is a, I don't know. I, I, I find, I see nuance there. I don't see this as clunky as, as, uh, you seem to. I just, or do they want me to root for the bad guys? Is that, is, you think that is intentional? I, well, I don't know that she's a bad guy because she's doing like a very dark and evil thing. No, for I'm, I'm root. I want oh, Baron Zemo, the, the, the villains, guys. the people who have been mind wiped. I'm like, yeah, get them. Like Baron Zemo and, uh, well, mm-hmm. Tiger Shark and whatever all these other guys are. These, you know, all the, all the C list guys that they're allowed to do this to. Uh, I'm rooting for them at the end of the story. And if that is their intention, they were successful because I thought that was the best part of this book. I love that part. Mm-hmm. I liked Captain America and Bucky, like getting back together and them like being pals. I like, you know, I like Sam Wilson, Captain America, which you know, I, I, I like all that. I just, it, I just hate it when they be, take heroes and then give them, I don't know. I don't see any nuance there. I just see like, Hey, we know this is bad, but we have to have someone think this is good. Like I don't, Everything I've ever read with Murray Hill in it, like I could, I could justify her stance with my vision of her character. Mm-hmm. I just can't in this case. And I don't, I, I mean, if you're going to have someone be that person that she's probably the best one, but I, it's, and it's not like they haven't done this book, like that Uncanny X-Force book was literally like they went into the future. That's all that was about, about pre-crime, about wiping mm-hmm. people, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still, this book is still good. I still like it. I just, is more and more of this is like these people trying to defend, like, Steve Rogers would not stand for this. Yeah, and he, he doesn't. He says, shut it down. This is terrible. I, but then, that's exactly what he says. He doesn't stand for it. <laughs> I, I understand, but it's, I don't know. I, I said buy this book, but I'm, it's, I, like, it's, it, this is warming up and going to be more and more of this, and I don't, I I really am struggling to see. I, this is an excellent book, in my opinion. I really like what it's saying, and sometimes, I mean, the statement that it's trying to make is, at least to me, is sometimes government organizations do incredibly evil things, and there, I don't know, there are camps that say it's worth it, and there are camps that say no, you can't do that, and I. I think it's nuanced and interesting, you know? <laughs> I, I, I want, like, I just, uh, I don't, I, I just, I don't want S.H.I.E.L.D. to be that. S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. is supposed to be good guys. If you want them, like, have, when it was like Dark Reign, when Norman Osborn was running S.H.I.E.L.D. or Hammer, as it turned to be called, like, I can understand that, but there's not one iota of me that's saying Maria Hill would go, oh, this is fine. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not terribly familiar uh, with the character or her history, um, at least enough to form an opinion one way or the other. But to me, this is this is an interesting this is an interesting story, and I think it's very much a part of the zeitgeist whistleblowers and where is that line, you know, in culture and what the government should do and what it shouldn't to to protect people. It. it it fascinates me, and I think this book is almost unlike anything I've read. I think it's fantastic, and I I can't wait for the rest of this. I'm I'm sorry you don't enjoy it more. I I I, I don't know. I wish it worked for you better. It's it, I, I I mean I find the the like the clash and the 
that interesting and it's mm-hmm. the story's well told and it's very tightly written like it it's a, a very it looks nice it's a competent comic book it's just they've done the shield stuff before of them like pointing at oh, like we're bad we might be bad guys but we're not but we're actually and it just gets tiring to i i don't it just it and it's escalating like it's i don't i feel like it's it's gonna when you have the bad guys like crashing down the door and exploding. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, it feels like it's two different books, you know, like that, it, that kind of debate about, is this a right thing to do or not? It has to be superhero book on top of that. And so they have the people like nitro coming in and exploding the place. And then a big, mm-hmm. you know, the big tease at the end for a big fight. I just, I, I don't know. The superhero part of that seems to clash with the, Hey, let's look at what this means for, I don't know. Maybe it's just that problem. I can't, I don't, that's a schism in my mind between, hey, let's smartly talk about this thing and, mm-hmm. hey, we're heroes and villains shooting each other with laser beams. Was the dog that big monster guy? Was the dog the big monster guy? The little chihuahua. The yeah, when the, the chihuahua was the thing that turned into the big monster. That would be kind of amazing wouldn't it i thought that's i thought that's what it was telling me what what's this it's like gore blow or something like that isn't it <laughs> I, it probably it's the, it's the, no it's the it's the jack kirby monster from the, the friggin uh fantastic four number one i just don't I, think re- you're, I, I think you're right i think it is the dog i think the dog totally turns into that thing because i mean it makes sense he's a big monster guy it's not like yeah. he has intellect uh he would but I thought that was good. I really liked that moment. I like all the villain stuff. I just, I like, I, I, like, this isn't Thunderbolts. I shouldn't be rooting. I, I feel like I'm, I, sh- I don't know if I'm supposed to be rooting for these bad guys at the end. I don't, I mean, I think you can feel how you want to feel about it. I just, I think that, I, do, do you root for the people that are in Guantanamo? Uh, I want them to have freedom, or at least like a well. I mean, pro- they're, proper, they're probably proper. not really. Yeah, exactly. They're they're probably not very good people, but they're still like imprisoned without trial. Yeah, and it's the same thing. These are these are the Marvel equivalent of terrorists. You know, enemy combatants. Whatever you want to, whatever label you want to use, they are to put it like really bluntly, they're bad guys. So I mean. Yeah, they're put in a terrible position. You can draw whatever conclusion you want, whether you're rooting for them or not. I think it's, I mean, it, it, it's a story that's kind of, it's amoral, you know. It, you can feel however you want to about it, you know. It, it's, that's that's what I like about it, is that it, there's no, there's no right way to feel about it. It's It's complicated, and that's what makes it interesting to me. And I... I don't know. I am all about it. I think it's excellent. I'm still by. I'm not I, trying to I, push I, it. I know. I, I know you're not. I, 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 I know. I, I believe you when you say that. I just think that it's a good comic. For I think sure. I think your view is interesting. This has been this has been probably the best discussion we've ever had on a single issue during floppies. I don't. I don't. I, I'm gonna. I don't know. When Civil War Two comes around, I might just not read it. I don't. And know. I, th- I think that's acceptable. We, I though we'll probably have to. We should probably I, should for this for you know our comic book podcast. But I, yeah, I'm not going to be very interested in it. Um, that's double buy on Avengers Standoff: Colon Assault on Pleasant Hill Alpha Number One. <laughs> 
Good title. <laughs> not not a good title. No, terrible. Uh, I, picked up, I picked up your nuance there. Yeah, terrible. Uh, our 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 final Marvel book of the week. We have three, count three Marvel books. I think mm-hmm. there's every DC book has been we've read at least, and we go, oh, I know how I feel about that one. Um, but this is a, a new, a, a relaunch, new team with on. Well, I can't talk. <laughs> On Black Widow number one, uh, it is we have writers both Chris Somney and Mark Wade. I like that they give Chris Chris Somney uh, writing credit here, uh, and Chris Somney on art, Matt Matt Wilson. There's one of those Matts on colors, and Joe Car- Joe Caramagna on letters. Um, like this is just like complete action mm-hmm. from the very beginning. There's it, not a lot of story here. Not I mean it. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Like it's spectacularly like Chris Omni's art is. Oh God, it's so good. Really, really good. Uh, yeah, I'm I, I I'm a fan just sort of by default, but this is this is like pulling out all the stops. Awesome. This is like the best intro scene to an action movie you've ever seen. But when it ends, you're just sort of like, okay, what, what, where's this comic book at? This should be the uh, opening for the it, when the black they make a Black Widow movie in 2028. Yeah, uh, this should be the the opening scene for it. Um, yeah, it's dark and an action. It's like a James Bond opener. Uh, skydiving and crashing out of windows and yeah, this is this is quite possibly the coolest uh, the coolest book I've ever seen Black Widow in. She is incredibly cool in this. I. I I don't know. I Fight, just fighting wish. in the mud at the end. Of the yeah, really good lord. Cool kills that guy with a rock. That's so intense. I don't think I don't know if he's dead. Eh. He got hit in the head a few times with a rock. He's effing dead. He's unconscious. You, you he's dead. You, you it's even knocking someone out with a rock is not a gentle thing. You give them. Hey, they're Batman, gonna have, uh, they're Matt, gonna have long-term brain damage. We can't. You can't start. You can't start thinking like that because otherwise, Batman. You're, you're Batman correct, has. But... Batman has given put multiple people into long-term disability. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, but I mean, you read you read one page of a, of a Frank Miller comic, and that's what it's just of him being a sadist. Like, oh, I'm going to break all of these guys' legs. Yeah, Batman's like, oh, I don't kill people. I just paralyze them for life. Yeah, that's yeah, much better. I wrap their colon around their throat. Uh, but again, I don't. It it's got me interested. I mean, the, like it's Black Widow is breaking out of the Shield helicarrier, and you don't know what sh- she's stolen something. We don't know what it is. Uh, but I I wanted like yeah, this action has sold it. On, oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it it's it's pretty awesome. I just when the only criticism is is God damn it, I want more. That's probably yeah. That's that's good. That's a good thing. I wonder if Chris Somney's sewing any of these pages. <laughs> I know, right? The one with her like getting out of the mud. What what page in this isn't gorgeous? Yeah, that's a good question. What what page of this is not amazing? This is this is gorgeous. Yeah, great. I I hope I hope we're talking about this this uh, this run for a really long time. I well, hope they do make. I hope they do make a movie out of this. Holy shit! Well, they revitalized. I mean, they Daredevil. They were very, mm-hmm. very. Oh, I know. And now they're. Hey, here's Black Widow. And I don't. I don't. I didn't really have any big problems with the last Black Widow one with the Edmondson and Noto, but this kind of just like immediately. You're like, wow. Uh, I'm a. I'm a buy. I'm a buy on Black Widow number one. Absolutely. Double buy. 
You're missing out if you don't buy this book. Yeah, it's gosh. Every issue could be like that. I'd be fine with that. That'd be so good. Like eight eight lines of dialogue and then Okay. So you ready for our next book, Eric? Uh if I can find the credits for it. Where are they? Do you know where they're this are? one I don't even remember. I'm looking. I cannot find this 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 okay, book. Last this, page. Th- this book, really? <laughs> our really? next comic book is Action Lab, Dog of Wonder, number one, <laughs> written by Scott Fogg and Vito Dasante, art by Rosie Higgins and Dead Ted Brandt, letters by Full Court Press. Okay, Eric. I saw this book on Comicsology and I went, Hey, that looks like a weird thing. Let's read that. This book is a weird thing. It is incredibly weird. It's a dog with a robot suit uh, rescuing other dogs. It's, it's uh, Inspector Gadget Dog. <laughs> Inspector Gadget Dog. Except it's not the dog that's actually in Inspector Gadget. Although he does kind of look like a look like him a little bit, maybe. Um, give me some broad strokes about your thoughts on this, Eric. Um, good book for kids. Uh, its heart is in the right place. I do kind of have problems with um, fiction where people wear their issues on their sleeve, but I don't know. It's cute. It's fun. It's really, really stupid. (laughs) I would buy this for a kid. I am not, I I don't know that I would want to, I don't know that I would want to keep up with it. Uh, Yeah, I I think it's a great book for a, a, a kid. Kitty likes dogs. Kitty likes mm-hmm. dogs and robots. Uh, it's it's not one of. The, it's definitely not. I I don't. It, it's yeah. Everything you said, I think, mm-hmm. is accurate. It is. It is like the movie Beethoven to a certain extent. You know, it's just. Oh God. <laughs> you know, it's just like, hey, here's a dog. It's you know, you like the dog, uh, but the plot. It's not like, hey, it's really complicated. It's not mm-hmm. like, hey, there's multiple. There's not level. Multiple levels to this. This is just. There's one level. It is like, hey, there's these bad people, and then this cool dog that rescues other dogs, and that is a great plot for a kid. Uh, I don't. I think yep. this is all I ever need of this. Airbud the comic. Yeah, that's all. And great, another yes. Uh, any any movie where they're selling point. Hey, it's a dog, and it can do something weird. So where's the where's the Sergeant Kimlo uh, comic? That's I'd rather read that. I don't even know what that is. Sergeant Sergeant Caesar Kimlo from uh, Top Ten. I don't remember. Who, he's he's a dog in a man suit who has oh, sex that, with hookers. Okay, I now well, I don't remember his name. I know now I know who you're talking about, but I, did, I don't I had no idea who his name was. I got a mind like a steel trap for uh, dogs that wear man suits. Of course, of course. Uh, well, call Alan Moore. I, I will. Get out your get out your get out your witch circle. Get out your witch circle. You just dial six over and over again, <laughs> and eventually you get Alan Moore. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not doing it. <laughs> hello? <laughs> is, that, is anyone there? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going down this road with you. We'll never stop. <laughs> if you're calling about more top ten comics, it's not happening. Oh, I know it's not. Xander Cannon doesn't want to draw for me anymore. I think Xander Cannon actually wrote he 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 wrote a new edition of Top Ten, and then they stopped doing it. I don't know. 
I do know. I read them. They okay. were not that good. That's one. I mean, that's I don't. That's Alan Moore doesn't. But regardless, I don't. How do you? How do we? Uh, uh, I'll to to warrant. I guess I'll go like. Do not buy for adults. Yes, that's a. This is a different level of nuance. If you are under twelve years old, totally buy this book. Yeah, <laughs> and, if, and you like dogs. Yeah, if not, don't. It's, Did you notice that the person that is uh, is uh, doing the letters column her name is mitzi i did not i think that the letters column is uh answered by a dog sounds great for mm-hmm. this that sounds about right for this comic book mm-hmm. so it's a double do not buy for adults double buy for dog loving children correct there you go and only action lab can save him only dog he's a dog of wonder mm-hmm. he is our final book of the week is mighty morphin power rangers number one Written by Kyle Higgins, illustrated by Henry Presetia, colors Matt Herms, letters Ed Dukshar. With you it. and your you and your Power Rangers. And on the, the backup is written by uh, with Balkan skulls, written by Steve Orlando of Midnighter. Yep, there, there's there's some good comic book people in here. Yeah, you know, there's, I, it's we it's read... not like this is it's not like this is completely out of left field here. This is well supported by by top notch industry talent, people that we all know and love. Uh, we read this year issue. Um, this is number one. Uh, I like this comic. This is much more palatable than the last book. After reading this, I can see... Th- this doesn't feel like a kid's book to me. Um, if you if you remember, um, you know, you established, you know, you were a fan of this as a kid. I was a little too old for it. I'm a couple years older than you. Um... I could see myself reading this. It's it's fairly well written. It's got good conflict set up. It looks very nice. Um, and to be honest, I kind of like the idea of uh, an American Sentai comic. And it doesn't seem to get too terribly caught up in, um, I don't know, the sort of bullshit nostalgia. At least not, so, not as much as that Zero issue. No, certainly do, not. Do you, yeah. So uh, okay, you agree with me? No, th- no. This that one is certainly this one. That one was more like, hey, there's there's gonna be all kinds of stuff in this comic. This one is more like definitely focused, definitely a more uh, like there's almost no action in it. Like you know, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of them in suits or zords fighting giant monsters. It is much like very grounded in their like day to day life. Uh, Tommy is still kind of the central figure about his, his uh, if the team can trust him. Uh, now that he's a member. He's Smurfette. We got a danger room scenario at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like my comparison to Smurfette? I never watched the Smurfs. Well, that, that's that's exactly what um, Smurfette was. Is she was the she was created by Gargamel to infiltrate and destroy Smurf society. But then, but then she uh, felt you know she was pulled into their by their just their yes. love. Yeah. I, yes. I, I got by it their, by their by their communism. I got it by uh, from uh, Donnie Darko mm-hmm. did explain it. In yes. That movie. Um, but I don't know. I, this is really, it's, it's, I don't, I, it's hard for me to picture a better version of this. I, uh, I agree. It's pretty top notch. So I'm a buy. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a very, it, there's a, like a zillion variant covers and big mm-hmm. push on this book, but it's, it's really, I, I, I like it. I'm a buy. I think it's really stupid that on the, uh, the page that shows all the variant covers, Mm-hmm. It includes the sketch cover. Okay. Why? 
it's blank. Why would you show that on, and particularly on the first page? You know, Trad Moore's Trad Moore's cover went on the second page. You know, like that's that's silly. Why would you put it? Why would I mean? I maybe include it so people know. Why put it on the first page? It's so stupid. I I don't know how much thought there was to uh, the placement of that. It looks like uh, Tate's Comics had an exclusive cover. They did. did you see that? I yeah, did. it's pretty pretty neat. I've been there. You have pretty, too. I have many times. I wish I could. I wish I was there now. It's a good store. It's delightful. Are you, so you're officially a buy, Eric? Yeah, not not reluctant at all. Good uh, good comic. I am embarrassed to say, but goddamn, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one. Good book. Double buy, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one. Uh, did you read anything else this week, Eric? I, uh, you know, I wanted to, but had a lot of things going on. You, uh, Which we're, we might we might have we might, words about it. We might have words. All right. Well, let's uh, we can officially call weekly floppies over for the week. Until next week, there will always be more comics to talk about. Always, forever, in the end of time, there will be comics. Mm-hmm. It's like Professor Snape, always, oh. or Walmart. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Walmart. I'm much more of a Walmart guy. Really? No, I don't. I don't. I don't find Snape romantic, but that's fine. Mm, is it just? Creepy stalker guy. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's okay. If it wasn't Alan, we'll... I, I don't know if that would be as romantic oh, yeah. if it wasn't Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, but we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week, uh, what we've been watching, playing, reading, doing. Eric, what have you been doing? Oh, you want me to start? I'm going to be pretty brief. I whatever you, you want me to go first, I'll go first. Whatever you want to do. Oh, I'll I'll go ahead and okay. I'll go ahead and wrap up real quick because I don't have really that much I can I can share because haha I've been working around the friggin' clock on uh, on my upcoming solo show March nineteenth uh, in in Tampa Florida um, and I'm really excited about it but I'm tired of spending all day every day on my nights and weekends working on this. Um, the art's done. It's shipped off to the printers. It's in God's hands now. I've got nothing left to do but uh, get this stuff back and frame it. I'll be looking forward to actually getting uh, a full night's sleep and not puking up blood from the anxiety. You're done. You're good, right? I know. I'm, I'm done for now. There's still a lot that I can do, but I can finally, I think, take a step back and, I don't know, think about other things. There's a there's a show in Longwood I want to put a piece in. Where is Longwood? Is that in the Miami area? Or is that in your area? No, Longwood's I never looked, North, I never looked at Longwood's that. North Orlando. Yeah, that's sort of what I thought. That's where I was there a couple weekends ago to Acme yeah. Comics. That's that's where this uh, this where the show is that I want to put a piece into. It's about it's about Skeletor and the bad guys in He Man. So they did one for Krang. Yes. Yeah. Boss Krang. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that is. Possibly one of my next goals is putting a uh, putting a piece in uh, in Acme in uh, Longwood. It's a, a big store, good store. Yeah, yeah. I I I've heard good things, and uh, my my other my screen print bro Dave Burns. Uh, I think it's his local store. So I'm uh, I don't know. That I think that's a, a the next thing I'm going to be working on relatively soon. Um, the only other thing that I will mention. Albeit briefly, is as soon as we get off of this, I'm going to be uh, running off to a Tampa event that's happening as I as I speak right now. Uh, it's actually called Booby Fest. 
And it is, uh, it is like a little, um, it's all, all women, um, singers and bands playing a little show at a place, um, right by the art galleries in Seminole Heights. And I just want to go check it out. So yeah, it started at four. It is 445 as of, you know, right this moment. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's me. Why don't you tell me about your Farmville requests? It's, I find that incredibly, uh, are you, are you offended? Are you butthurt over this? It's incredibly deductive. That's not, that's not a, Oh, oh okay. There's, that's not, it's not like Farmville. It's not like Farmville. It's not like Farmville. You've played Farmville. Oh, I was very obsessed with Farmville for a while. Why does that not surprise me? It shouldn't. Jesus Christ. I, I pulled away. I realized the problem where I was having it stopped. I'm glad that you never got into WoW. I don't, it does not interest me whatsoever. That's, sh- I mean, if it did even a little bit, you would still be playing it right now. You would starve to death or you would balloon up to 800 pounds. That's, no, both of those are bad things. Well, uh, they're both within the realm of possibilities. Uh, well, I have been playing a game mm-hmm. called Star Dew Valley. That's, that's like a star in the sky, dew on grass, valley. You don't, you can't, uh, you're not going to describe what valley means. I, people know what a valley is. I, I, when I say Stardew Valley, I half the time people are like, starting valley? I'm like, not, not starting valley, Stardew Valley. You have talked, you have been talking about this on your Twitter an awful lot. I, I, I am, I am actually a big fan of the Harvest Moon franchise. Then you should play this game and you'll never stop. I know, I probably will. As much as I'm making fun of you, I will probably adore this. Is it, is it as good as the best Harvest Moon games? It's better than the best Harvest Moon game. I figured that was going to be your answer. I really wonder if it has like the parts of Harvest Moon that I like. Which what are your I, what I are your know. favorite parts of Harvest Moon? I have no idea. It's just charming and delightful. That's this that is this game. It okay. is all that. It is at first and and it is more than just a straight Harvest Moon clone. If it was that, that would still be good because uh, you've mm-hmm. never really had that on a PC before. No, it's it would be worth it just for that, sure. But there is more to it than what you get. I've never, I've liked Harvest Moon. I've never been obsessed over Harvest Moon. Uh, I loved Animal Crossing for a long time. I was really obsessed over Animal Crossing, and there's a lot of that DNA in this game as well. That but surprises me a, a lot. I, I would have never have pegged you for that. GameCube Harvest, uh, GameCube Animal Crossing, I was obsessed for like a year. Interesting. Interesting. But Harvest, it, it, it is very much like you are a guy, you work in a cubicle at the start of the game, and you get a little opening vignette where your grandpa has, has passed and has left you his old farm. And one day you get fed up with your city life, and you go out to this farm, it is overrun with rocks and trees, and like the nature has t- taken it back. And you're, you start at day one spring, there's, and that's how the calendar works. You know, you have day night cycle where you work for most of the day and part of the night, and then you go to sleep, and then you wake up on the next day, and you do it all over again. And there's four seasons, so spring, summer, fall, and then winter. There's different plants you can grow on your farm during each season. They'll, you know, they have different, you know, they grow at different rates, and then you can sell them back. There's a little town adjacent where there's a whole bunch of different villagers, all different, having different names. They all, you know, there's a a little saloon uh, that actually has multiple working arcade games, original arcade games. Like Shinmue. Well, I mean, like he made the arcade games inside the mm-hmm. this as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I, I'm just of course, of course, in Shinmue they just had old Sega games. Yeah, this is actually like he made these games as well. Pretty neat. Uh, there's a you know a general store. There's a doctor. There's a 
a blacksmith and a, a museum, which that that's like, and uh, there's, there's so many, there's like, there's fishing, there's a mine where mm-hmm. as you go deeper into the mine, there turn up, there's monsters in there. So there's combat. Uh, all of this stuff, there's all of this st- stuff is in uh, a lot of Harvest Moon games. Like there's even there's a Rune Factory, which was a Harvest Moon game uh, with combat added. That I don't. It's just. I'm not it, saying it, that any of no, it's it, bad. No, no, no. It it's and it that's like you look at it and you're like, yeah, this is Harvest Moon. But then you get deeper into it. There's like it's there's mystery in it. There's a mm-hmm. wizard in this game that it, and there's there's. You can, there's a relationship, like, you can marry some, you give them gifts, and eventually you marry them, and then you have a baby. And they'll, they, they, okay. they, I, I, they do chores at their far, at your farm for you, which is very sweet. Um, but there's crafting, you know. It, sounded really super wistful there. Well, it's, it, it's, like you said, it's very charming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I don't know, I've not heard too much that's not been introduced in a, uh, a Harvest Moon game, but that's not necessarily a negative. I would, I would be interested to see what is, I don't know. I would be interested to see what is, uh, what is its own creation. To me, this looks, this almost looks like a nineties DOS game, which is, which is in and of itself endearing. I just kind of like the, uh, the very JRPG feel of, uh, of Harvest Moon. I mean, this, that... this has, this has a, this has a, uh, uh, an American, computer game sort of feel to it and this is all made by one person yeah that's that's definitely a pretty a pretty rad thing who is still updating the game mm-hmm. near constantly and he oh, wants yeah. he wants to add he's adding he wants to add a co-op mode he's you know he's this is he wants to he's i guess work on this for quite a while a uh, while mm-hmm. uh, it's it is a rapid success on steam it is not i believe number two on the bestseller list right now that's exciting it's sold like i do two hundred fifty thousand copies so far within two weeks I do love, uh, I can see that your wife is playing it as we speak as well, which is pretty funny. I bought it for her. Yeah, of course you did. It, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just it's very positive. Have you, you've, you've already married someone in the game? I actually, had, yeah, like two hours ago. What, who did you marry? Describe this person. Um, just like the nerdy. Of tech. course, yeah. Yes. They're, they do allow same-sex relationships as well. That's that's a, that's a positive thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who I was going at. I don't remember. I, was, I, I when I played Eric? the uh, the really what? I just lost you for like three seconds. Oh, that was weird. Okay, you were playing. I was gonna say that when I played Harvest Moon, I always romance either the nerdy girl or the uh, the really I don't know the really basic girl. I don't know. There's, I, I, I there's just a, uh, there's a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's just. Like I, I, I can't stop myself from proselytizing it. It's just it's so charming and so cute and so much fun. Like I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, I, I'll have to put it on my tablet and give it a shot. Mouse game only. Uh, no, there's some controller like the most. You can do mostly controller stuff if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, keyboard and mouse is the default. I I've been using controller with occasional keyboard and mouse stuff, but the contr- I I always just like playing with controller for the most part. So that's just me. <laughs> Nameless Pete on Steam recommended. I have 41 hours logged into this game. It came out three days ago. <laughs> it's that type of game. I'm that. Yeah, I have 26, seven right now. I got it on mm. maybe Monday, Tuesday. Working a full time job. Yeah. Some of us. Some of us. Uh, some of us make art. Others play games. <laughs> I. I. I mean, I. I did do a, a, a podcast in that. Time. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm not trying to give you shit. 
I wish I, I honestly, I games can't hold my interest anymore. Like that's one of the main reasons I don't play so many of the games. Like I just think about playing them like, eh, who cares? And then I end up watching the same television show over and over again to try and relax because that's all I want. This is a very relaxing game as well. That's another I thing f- I really like about it. I feel like that's really important, you know, like just being able to dwell in a space like that. And I think that's really kind of what Harvest Moon games always were about. It's just like, here's this fun little world and all these little people and, you know, it's it's a little sandbox game. I don't, like in from reading different people's opinions online, that's it seems to be consensus is that it is definitely a throwback, but a throwback to everyone's favorite Harvest Moon games, where the more recent Harvest Moon games have been further and further away from what people really like about them. Mm. And this game is getting getting closer to the core of that, uh, whatever that you know, whatever that is, that theme, that uh, what it it's so good, it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm right now. I'm, I'm building up a huge sprinkler system for my farm in the winter, so that as soon as spring hits, I can plant and get like huge mm-hmm. field without having to water everything. What year are you on? Year one, still year one. Year one, yeah. Oh, you're really focused, aren't you? I don't know. Just doing. It just seems like that. That seems like something that would be later. You know, you're already getting married. You're already, uh, you're already building like sprinkler systems to automate things it seems like that would be later in the game i don't know i I, I guess it's a a different game i wouldn't i wouldn't know that's what it's 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 i don't think different yeah well there's no i mean you can do what i that's the kind of beauty of it is that you don't want to you want to have be lazy and just kind of wander around do that if you want to go fishing every single day just do that if you want to there's i haven't touched the animals like there's a whole bunch of you know obviously farm animals that you can raise and i haven't done that i could have there's i could just make beer all day if i want to like you could make just or have an entire farm that's just bees it's covered in bees (laughs) yeah exactly but there you go $15 $15 on Steam, it is, like, the value is, like, crazy. This game is, like, you could charge it for $60 for this game, and it still is a bargain, and this is only $15. Yeah, you've convinced me I'm going to buy it right <laughs> right now. It, I, like, I'll put, you know, I'll put a video on in my second monitor, and I'll just kind of play Stardew Valley, and I'll kind of half-watch the video and just kind of relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Relax is important. I'm, I'm, I've not been so good at it lately. But that's all I've done. <laughs> this, that's for extracurricular activities. Yeah, you've been talking about it a lot. I'll probably stop talking about it and just keep playing it forever. And that's fine. Until well, yeah, I, I don't. There's not really any big games coming out soon that I'm going to probably be playing. So I don't know that I'm ever going to finish Fallout Four. The the ending's not so great anyway. It was terrible in uh, in Fallout Three as well. The whole I'm, thing is just I'm, sort of being I'm, in the world and experiencing it. Yeah, I, and I'm waiting for the DLC to pop mm-hmm. for that. But that's I think there will be some this month, and I'll probably pop in, play that, and then go back. To, I don't know. We'll see. See how long this holds my attention. I, there's so much stuff to, in there. It's just so much artifacts and fish and like things to unlock. And there's a whole game, like you, like you level up all your skills, plus you kind of like you build help build the town, rebuild the town. Mm-hmm. through it like by collecting different items and there's there's like supernatural stuff going on that i don't really know there's uh, holidays like there's a halloween i just happened and i got to go through a maze it was neat there's like little subplots happening between different villagers i don't know good game excellent excellent talk speaking of relationships 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is time for uh, our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is the part of the show, and Eric and I will assign a longer collected work and discuss it like you would a book club, uh, you know, analyze larger themes, characters, relationships, writing, art, everything we could possibly think of. This week, we are doing Giant Days, Volume 1, which is the first four issues uh, written by John Allison, art illustrated by Lisa Tremaine. There you Thank you. I specifically had it on the right page, and then uh, Mixology decided not to do that anymore. No, it did. It's, it's got a mind of its own, man. Colors by Whitney Coger, letters by Jim Campbell. Um, you mentioned to me a certain appreciation for John Allison. Yeah, and I think that um, this reading has basically just sort of buttressed every feeling that I had about about his work and that I just sort of like his characters and like being in the world. But I kind of feel like, I don't know, it's not like big story points. It's just, it's so character-driven that it feels like nothing ever changes or ends or whatever. It's It's, I don't know. It's the exact opposite of a plot-driven story, even though this is a little plot-driven. You, your silence makes me think you disagree. No, Did I I'm lose just, you? No, I'm just thinking about what you said, trying to unpack it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little plot-driven, but I don't know. For the most part, it is the characters are the things driving the story, mm-hmm. uh, and they are all very interesting. They are. They're all really good characters, and he is certainly... He's had a good knack for that. I I don't know. I I can't remember all the. He has so many different web comics. Yes. Like the guy is a comic making monster. He just does so much work. It's preposterous. I I don't know. He is he is one of the hardest working and most motivated dudes um, in web comics comics at all. I don't know. It, uh, he, I, I can read plenty of stuff by him and not like it, but I might be glad that I read it or I appreciate that he made it. I, it it's it's hard to say. There's something about him that I it's it's kind of like um, questionable content, except I think he is just a I don't know. He's a more likable person than Jeff Shocks. I stopped. And re- I, I stopped reading questionable. Yeah, content. Oh yeah. I gave up. I gave up completely because it's just it's fan wank at this point. And I think that um, I don't know. He's happy to have it meander wherever. And he he writes the story. I think Jeff Jocks just sort of just sort of lets it drift. And he's like, OK, I'm going to do six panels and a joke. OK, done for a week or a day or however, however, whatever his schedule is, probably Three. every week. Right. Three, Three times, times a week. Times a week. That sounds that sounds fine. I don't know. Or he, I don't know. It it's changed back and forth. Mm-hmm. For a while, it was every four days, four times a week. Mm-hmm. Fridays he would take off, and now he has a Patreon that I don't know. I know he has various that that makes him a millionaire. Probably it is. Yeah, he's very well funded. Yeah, good, um, good, and and good for him. I have I have no problem with people being successful making something that I might not really care for anymore. Um. I, I don't know. I still kind of walk away from John John Allison's comics thinking, I really like you. I like I like you. I want you to be successful. I, I like your characters. I kind of just I'm neutral on the story, which I think is a really weird place to be. 
I I really like the story, at least where it's yeah. going. There's no really, oh yeah, like, I, there's no like apparently the the, the issue twelve just came out, and that was apparently mm-hmm. it apparently wraps up the first the, big right. like arc, and it was mm-hmm. theory. He has said that that was initially going to be just that. That's it. There's going to be twelve issues of this, and then he'd do something else. But it was I guess has done well enough that it's going to be an ongoing. Um, so I I could stand it. I mean these are these are good characters. You could mine stuff here for a while and. Hell, college stories are when are they not interesting? Yeah, I. It's very charming. It is. It is. It like all all that stuff I was saying about Stardew Valley. It's very like very cute, very charming. All these characters, all the main mm-hmm. characters, none of them are like they're 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 nuanced. You know, they're not. None of yeah. them are just completely, you know, cutesy. But they but they 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 do display flaws from time to time. Um. There's like the, the 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 main characters, the three core girls are, I think in the in the I guess the two dudes. And I mm-hmm. think that that'd be the five people are probably the main I would call main characters. They're the most important characters, sure. Yeah, there's other other people in this, but they're kind of miscellaneous side characters for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. But they're all different and interesting in different ways. They're not none of yeah. I never got any of them confused for each other. No, they're all very well defined. They all have very different personalities and very different uh, character designs. I mean, the character designs are excellent. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you, uh, the, the artist, Lissa Tremaine, is a uh, oh, yeah. Disney animator. Oh, okay. Worked on well, Wreck-It Ralph and Big Hero 6, apparently. She's very talented. Those are good movies. Um, yeah, I can't imagine... Um, no, it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, they 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 have that energy about them, you know that uh, that sort of sense of movement, even though it's a static image. Um, you know, they're based on those good animation principles as well. Yeah. I mean, you never really had that problem with uh, John Allison's artwork, um, but I I don't know. She's a really good fit for his story. She looks like kind of the grown up version of. Uh, of John Allison's artwork, except there's some, uh, I don't know, like some Faith Aaron Hicks thrown in there for good measure. It's very Faith Aaron Hicks, wouldn't you say? There's, they certainly share the same, I don't know, genre. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, Slice uh, of life drawn by a, you know, hyper-competent female artist. It's it's going to look a little bit like this. But, yeah, it, it it's fun. I think, I like this. I like this book, and it's, because it's fun. It even when it's getting into the like the more it the, the more like it's never like super serious. This is not like this is not Ghost World where it's like, hey, what's the point of life? Uh, mm-hmm. Or hey, we're about to be adults and so life's over. Uh, or that ilk. It mm-hmm. is not afraid to be like, hey, it, it, let's have like reminds me of Scott Pilgrim in that way where it balances balances like, hey, like relationship stuff, but also you know it it. It's cute and charming along the mm-hmm. way. It's, it's not. A, it doesn't try and be. Let's. I don't. I. I don't see it doing that. Even you know. I. I feel like it can make a good point about these characters without being super serious about it. You know, like it, it near the end of this when we. The oh, what's the, why can't I think of her name? The main. I don't remember any of the characters' names in this. McGraw is the dude with the mustache that she hates. That's that that. <laughs> It's an excellent name for him too. He looks like a, a McGraw. He looks like a uh, he looks like he's fog hat or something. I don't know. Daisy Three Dog Night. Daisy is the 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 poofy hair girl. 
the yeah. Esther is the goth girl, and Susan is the ostensibly the main character. Mm-hmm. Susan, Susan's that whole the her relationship with the girl and them at least becoming amicable near the end. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that is it. I think if it was any more dramatic than that, it would feel ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like she acts, you know, poorly, and and but it. I never got the. I it never crossed the threshold where I didn't understand her point, her perspective to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And also keeping in mind that these people are like eighteen years old or whatever in college. Yeah. You know, they're young people making sort of young people S- stupid young people decisions. Yes, yeah, exactly. I was going to say that the main character looks like a Meredith Grand character, and here she is doing a, a, a variant cover. Yes. it. I think this... I don't know. I I've, I mean, John Allison, you, like you mentioned, he has done all those web comics. I feel like this... Like, forcing this type of comic into a, a normal comic stock, like, length, it, I always like it more. Mm. Like, I can... Like, like questionable content was the only one I was able to keep up with, you know, after a while. Like, I was I was reading it regularly for a long time, and then eventually I fell off of it because it was so yeah. aimless. I, I, like, because it's effectively, hey, like, there's no n- no stakes if it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily. You yeah. might lose people, but, you know, you're not, there's no publisher you're upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Having it in this structure, having it released, it seems to have, give the book a focus. It, in telling a story, so to speak. Yeah. I think web comics just sort of aren't a good format. I don't really read them anymore. I don't either. The The only one that I think fits the format is uh, XKCD, which he just sort of takes everyone to make a point about something. And it's not really about characters or development or storytelling over time. Yeah. Each it, one. They have to return. Uh, like, uh, they're... It's strange that so many webcomics have taken the format of newspaper comics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they are not restricted by any means whatsoever. Yeah, just, just just time and talent. Yeah, and those newspaper comics, they're effect- like it's just a mm-hmm. setup and a punchline for the most part. And yeah. like you said about XKCD, it's just like, hey, here is a something, you know, a, a, either a scientific principle or something about yeah. math or statistics or about life. And it just is very tight on that one thing, and I'm trying to think of others that I could. That I've, uh, I liked Boondocks a lot. Yeah, yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Most of them are kind of terrible. There's, but there's, so, there's just so many. It's, it's true, and they're, and they're bad. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, it's hyperbole and a half, which we've read on that. That, but that also didn't ever try and be like the other no. web comics. It no. was. Like half story, half weird paint drawings. It was never. Mm. Um, I don't know. I I I guess I follow the oatmeal, but I don't consider that. That's it's very. It's funny. kind of the same. It fills. It scratches the same itch. It's dumb cartoons in a you know serial posting format. Have you ever read Akewood? Inkwood. Ake. Ake. Not Ake. Akewood. Akewood. Okay. No. Okay. I've that has there's a lot of comics people I follow who are obsessed with that webcomic and it has recently got started back up. But and like it has continuity and it's weird and esoteric. I cannot get into it. I've tried. Uh, I just was curious if you've ever read it. I know a lot of people love it. This really weird thing with 
these badly drawn back and black and white characters. This isn't a guest strip, is it? I know it just looks like this. I have no idea. I think it, that is that, that is what uh, my uh, recollection of that comic book is, or comic web comic is. Mm-hmm. So you, it it's the writing is what people like about it for the most part. I don't. Th- I think the 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 drawing is really just to kind of string along. Yeah. The, the writing. Um, but this this comic, I don't know. I I hate to say that web comics are often are usually unfocused, but this isn't. This is very tight. Like it, it thematically, and it from issue to issue, even like it's very much like, hey, let they they it really it strings along the, the overarching plot of uh, Susan and McGraw, which I get that it seems like that's the main basic story for the the four issues, mm-hmm. but it ties in like the side characters into their little subplots, and you get like, hey, everyone's sick, and uh, the 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 floofy haired girl turns eighteen, like they have a party, and she takes drugs, mm-hmm. and she talks to a pigeon. She does. I really liked her talking to the pigeon. I... She's she's a very uh, very charming character. You know what I was thinking when I was reading this that the Susan, the main character, reminds me of a like a, a main like the main character of a Warren Ellis comic, like kind of grumpy, mm-hmm. like focused, uh, not always a good person, uh, but like in she, I think she's I think she's the exact same main character from Octopus Pie by Meredith Graham. I've not read Octopus Pie. Uh, it's the continuing adventures of this character, except she's American now. I was, yeah, that really threw me when I'm like, oh, they're British. Yeah, like, I, I mean, all all of his comics are like that. That you're like, oh, they're, they're, people aren't different. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this McGraw guy. He reminds like me of my neighbor. Like, yeah, yeah, you have a cool neighbor. He is cool. Is, you, is you your neighbor to, in you, Fog Hat? You talked to him uh, at our clue party in the I kitchen. Probably did. He, has I a probably fan, did. he had a fancy mustache. Yeah, is that the, why he reminds you of him, or does he actually does he build things? He too? also builds he, things. Yes, he, he he walks around with wood. Yeah, he I multiple times have walked in. He's in the backyard building. He built a lectern out of uh, pallets. Pallet wood is so gross. Why would anyone? I don't even like touching them. Ugh. I, it depends on what the pallet was holding. See, McGraw, he finds a piece of oak. He carries it with him. That's a man who knows his wood. I think the pallet was because it was free. I know. So was that stick he found. You didn't pay for that damn stick. And he does comb, like, gravy out of his hair and then eat it. Yeah. It's pretty uh, pretty it's, intense. It's a boss thing to do. It is. Pre- it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. Did any of the characters seem too tropey to you? The frat boys did. I was thinking, I was like literally laying awake thinking about this, about how, like, what they're doing wouldn't have bothered me if they, if, if they got their permission. That it's like an, the, the invasion of privacy is, is what's terrible to me about it. Is that what came off for you? Like, why, why their whole webpage thing was bad? Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, like, people do it willingly all the time. Yeah, like, I don't think there's, if, if they actually, like, approached these women and said, hey, we're making this web page and we want to interview you for it, and, I mean, it would be, like, a really weird, awkward conversation, but, like, just taking, like, weird, candid pictures of people and putting them, that's, that, that is, I don't know, that definitely goes against everything that I stand for. Yeah, exactly. And, I, I mean, that is, I mean, people do it, that's what a dating profile is. Yeah, if you go to OkCupid or even mm. Tinder or whatever, it's it's all just hey, I'm sure, here's I'm me. sure I'm sure you know about that. This actually happened to your wife. 
yes. uh, before before um I guess before you guys met or right around the time you guys did meet. What her her doppelganger? Yeah, some no, I was some, we some were dating. Stole picture stole pictures of her and yeah, we were dating at the profiles. time. We tried yeah. to figure out who it was so I could go kill them, but we couldn't figure it out. Uh yeah, we were all really scratching our heads about it. I I don't know. It was really weird. Yep. Anyway, people are creeps. People are. And uh yeah, yeah, they just serve that that hey, we're bros thing. Although I mean, I there are dudes just like that uh like in this book, but I don't know. It's you have it, it's not like they can spend he can spend a lot of time characterizing these guys no no i think it's fine i was i uh, actually when i thought that question i was thinking mostly of esther the goth girl if she was just like hey she's a goth girl thing um doing like she reminded me of the a little bit of the cat dennings character from two broke girls mm -hmm. i did like the bit where she spent all her money on those boots with eyeballs on them it wasn't her that was the lesbian girl wasn't it no that was her wasn't her? Why did I think it was that other girl? I'm looking right at the page. I believe you. I'm just saying it looks... 83. Where is it? Page 83. I know. And it doesn't... You, have, you said, literally, where is it? I understand that. I'm saying that to my computer. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to a person, not to a... Huh. Computer. Okay. So they're, they're both looking at their feet, and I didn't realize that it was goth girl looking at her feet and not, not lesbian blue hair girl. Those boots do go with her, her leggings, though. Mm -hmm. Like they both have eyeballs. How do you not well, buy, like in the it, kitchen? No, it it really does seem that's the that's the thing that it doesn't really bother me is I've known too many people that were exactly her. Yeah, it's it's too believable. And that, I mean, that's... Th th this uh, what what is this this um this this lesbian raver girl? Let me let me throw this bit of weirdness out here that I it had never occurred to me. Do you know who Jen Bartell is? Nope. You should uh, you should look her up. She's a really, really, really talented artist. Like she just sort of came out of nowhere, and she's just like I, I don't know. It's like there's there's a whole coven of these hyper talented uh, young women Asian artists. You know, I I I really don't know where they're all popping up, but Jen Bartel is a gem. She's amazing, but she did this weird post where she talked about like all these weird examples of how like you can always tell it's the asian girl because she's got the one colored streak in her hair oh i saw i did see that i saw that yeah. something about that floating online about the, i mm. saw like a tumblr image of like 12 different asian uh actresses all yes with one you know colored yeah. streak yes i think that well the first time i saw that was uh was Jen Bartell talking about it on her Twitter, and someone tried to reply about how it was, um, you know, just sort of a, a typical thing that, you know, people just sort of jump on trends, and they posted like 14 or 16 pictures of, of white dudes that look the same in video games or something like that. And she's like, yeah, that's not the same thing at all. It's <laughs> not the same thing at all at all. And I wonder if this girl is supposed to be Indian or something. And she's got that little blue streak in her hair. Uh, so it's like sort of accidentally falling into that same trope. I wonder about that. I didn't think too much about it. but I don't think anyone does. Like, I never did until I read that. And then I'm like, huh. It's one of those things that you kind of can't unsee. 
They didn't do that in well. I, I mean, I, I guess that makes sense because Brian mm-hmm. Brian Lee O'Malley did the opposite in Scott Pilgrim, theoretically. With uh, knives, yeah, she knives. died. She she did dye her hair though, but she changed. But she was originally, she yeah, did, she changed it because of Scott. I think so, and then it got punched out. Yeah, and then um, what's her face always? Well, at least in the colored edition, always has colored hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramona always did. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, they talk about it. Mm-hmm. Never even. It's it, it, no, it's exactly the same thing. Which is why it took an Asian artist to say, "Look at this that happens over and over," and you're like, "Oh shit." I guess it does. Yeah. That shit should probably get a little varied. Yeah. I, I, her name's Nadia, so who knows what ethnicity uh, she's supposed to be. I don't know. I'm going to guess Indian. Guessing. Especially, well, since it's in England, I think that that is. Yeah. The, yes. She's probably not going to be Argentinian. No. Or Cuban. Probably not. I want to keep reading this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I think I'm actually going to buy this in physical copy. I think it's worthwhile for sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's really really handsome art. The color um, is very lovely. I it, mean, it's just it's just good all around. I think that's you just sort of like being in 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 John Allison's world. This is this is kind of my best experience in that. Yeah, I, I had read the first issue of this before, and I had mm-hmm. thought it was good, but nothing like. I think just having more yeah. time with the characters. That's kind of like, oh, now I'm attached to them. Now I think they're all really interesting, and I want to see what happens with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the other side of that, hey, I like this in a long-form comic, but having one, only one issue of it, you're not necessarily going to get attached to the characters. Or at least it takes me longer in most cases. But I'm glad it's, it's, it's very successful. It's getting a lot of attention, a lot of people loving it. I think it – I'm glad that it is like a serialized, regular comic Mm-hmm. Because too often, I think like this kind of comic becomes either hey, it's a web comic, or hey, here is a graphic novel, and that's it. Yeah, like I like it being published in in that issue by issue format, simply to say people can just call it a comic book because that's what it is. You know? I like those words together. Yeah, I I wonder because I, I I get this sense that that like John Allison has this huge like universe, and all these characters live in it. And I'm wondering if all these weird escapades they're talking about, because this is volume one. Yes. I'm almost positive that every one of these characters have existed in some form on his webcomic, and there's some description of what they're talking about with their, you know, chasing away the prefects and dealing with that one uh, ex-boyfriend and all these little things. Like, it's it if, if it's not actually on a page somewhere, they feel... Rich and storied. It feels like it has that backstory. It does. It feels like a fully fleshed out world. Mm-hmm. It does. I wonder. I don't know. I I wish there was a little supplement to this that said, like, here's where you can go to see this. Here's this. I mean, he's just done so many things that um, I don't know. I mean, he can't not own all of it. I would like to see it all uh, collected as well. Maybe published by Boom as well. I mean, who knows? I would like to see the man get some more success because it's just it's just sort of nice being there. Graphite's a lubricant. Apparently. I knew that, and I was still like, huh, that's resourceful. There was a series of called Giant Days Year One as if four one-shots, or mm-hmm. I believe, or three one-shots with each of these three characters. Interesting. Also by Boom. Um... 
Uh, no, I think it was self-published. That on Comixology Submit. That's terrible that that's the way he's putting stuff out. I mean, he's I well, I, really I, just... I'm fairly certain Boom saw these and went, hey, yeah, do a comic for us with the same characters and just make it serialized. Yeah. I, I hope it does well because it breaks my heart to think that someone so good... Like, I do think I'm walking away having even more respect for the guy. Like, he was someone that was tangential that I'm like, okay, yeah, he, he does things. He's good. I like that he's around. And now I, I don't know. It doesn't feel quite satisfying enough, but I'm definitely, I'm very glad he's around. And I, 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 I hope he has more success. It would really, it would make me glad. Well, this is doing well. I, I, I hope it continues to do well. It's, it's the jam. Who would you recommend it to? It's a good, good question. Um, I mean, I think it's an excellent um, example of if you want to prove, like, you know, if someone's going to shit talk comics, this is a good example of something that's completely different. It's it would be like recommending Raina Telgemeier, you know, like here's something that is the complete opposite of everything you think of comics. Like, I think this is a good follow up. Like, if I was going to recommend um, Smile or uh, Drama to someone, I would recommend this as a good follow-up. It's it's certainly for uh, for young women, you know, that are interested in, that, that, you know, that show any interest in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I don't see this just as, oh, this is a girl's book. This is a book for girls. This is just a book with really good character that, like, I don't know. There's nuance. It's smart. It's character-driven. The art's beautiful. There's not a lot bad to be said about it. It's it's strong. I I I like John John Allison making this book makes makes the world of comics better. So I I don't know. I would whore it out to a lot of people. Yes, exactly. I agree. It's uh it, it's strong. Yeah, it's a really good book. Absolutely, it is. I didn't think we'd have this much to say about it. It's so short. Well, there's a, it's very dense. It it is it is pretty dense. It does not. Uh, I don't know. They're they're very efficient storytellers. I think. Yes, for sure. I mean, it feels like kind of a lot happens and kind of not a lot happens because it's so not plot driven. Exactly, but heartily recommend. A lot of fascinating minutia. It's my favorite kind of minutia. Mm-hmm. It, it, admittedly, it's better than banal minutia, or banal if you like that sound better. Banal sounds better. It does. It doesn't have anal in it. <laughs> Unless you like that sort of thing. Hey, hey, to each his own. Exactly. You do you. Hey. 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 <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about with this book, Eric? Uh, probably not. Uh, okay, guys. So that was Giant Days. John Allison and Lissa Tremaine. Uh, heartily recommend. Uh, it's a good book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up with it. Uh, our next book we're going to read uh, next week for Nerdbug Book Club is... Amazing Spider-Man Family Business. It was released, I believe, yeah, 2014. It was a uh, Marvel attempting to release, like, a graphic novel. Like, a col- one collected story. It was not ever serialized. Uh, written by Mark Way, James Robinson. Uh, painted by Gabriel Delato. You know, it, uh, we haven't read a Spider-Man story for Book Club in quite a long time. I felt like this is a nice self-contained thing. Have we read anything other than Craven? Don't think so. I think that's the one, then, huh? Yeah, which is my favorite Spider-Man story. Um, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, family business. Uh, Kingpin, Spider-Man kind of thing. See what happens. 
think that'll do it for us today. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find links to everything there. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Like us there. Follow us on Twitter at HBCHour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. And if you like us, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, subscribe to us, recommend us to your friends. We really appreciate it. Uh, any little bit helps. We like getting more listeners. It is a, uh, it's super good. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at MixMasterCereal. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? What a super good question. You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. And you can also see my portfolio by going to ericzgoodnight.com. Newly revamped. It has artwork and links to many of the things I get up to online, including my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I am at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. So with that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.